What's exciting you in the NBA world right now? Ah, uh, well, as a Wizards fan, we just had the Rui <laughs> Not trade. Not much. <laughs> no, we just had oh, the Rui right, trade. Yeah. All right, it's let's start off with time. the Rui trade. Oh, well, we didn't, you said we didn't. I know, but fuck it. It's, right. it's good. Well, we are going to talk about it. Um, if you want my extended thoughts, uh, head on over to the Jeff Angunning tribute show. They're all there. But I think just overall, I'm happy for both parties. I'm happy for the Wizards that we got some picks for Rui, and I'm happy for Rui that he's no longer with the Wizards mm. because he wasn't. I mean, I could go on for so long about why Rui was a bad fit in Washington. Uh, but I think just my, my main takeaway is that the relationship was over. And mm. it was over pretty quickly into his career, but it was over. Remember what I said? It was about two years ago uh, on this very podcast, um, or maybe a year ago, I said Dante was going on about Rui. And it's like, oh, you know, he shoots 38% from three, but it's on like two attempts a game. So mm. it's like, how real is it? And, and he went on to say how he's just like a bad fit in the NBA. And I said, and something that you messaged the group chat the next day, said, oh, fuck, Sean, that was a really good take. Um, which <laughs> yeah, I've always remembered. But it was like, if Rui just got drafted to OKC and it was just someone just said to him, all right, you're the number two option, number one option on some nights, just take 20, 30 shots a night. Like he might put up 25 points a game. They might be efficient. They might not be efficient. And that just might be who he is. Like he's not. It's not like Shea Gildress Alexander where he's there and he's an all NBA level guard talent right there. Mm. Um, but it's like Rui, if you give him everything and you base your whole entire offensive system around him, he might just be okay. Mm. But you know, if you put him in a smaller role, which maybe it might have been too small in Washington, maybe it's still going to be too small in LA. He just doesn't look good because he's a dude who needs to dribble the air out of the ball a little bit. Um, and funnily enough, so something I didn't mention when I made that take about a year ago, is that that's a little bit what Bradley Beal is like, where it's like you give him the keys to the system and he'll put up, you know, 30 points a game. Might not be too efficient, but, you know, he's got the keys to the system. So I thought that was a little bit... Uh, a little bit of a funny reminder that as soon as as soon as the trade happens, it's like, oh, I'm talking to Lucas. I'm going to bring out that time mm. he complimented me. <laughs> so you're saying Rui's like a budget deal? Yeah, but there's always like any any ball dominant like go to score. It's like there's always the could they do a Demar Rosen where it's like all of a sudden they're just the guy. But mm. yeah, uh, do you need that in LA? I, I found that the the narrative man the LA hype train is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Like I found the the head the headlines that came up after the Rui trade, as a Wizards fan, I will pull rank here. <laughs> everyone should listen to me. No one talked about Rui Hachimura until he got traded to LA. And then there's like, how's Rui gonna? Is Rui enough to like be the difference in the playoffs of the Lakers? It's like watch watch any of our games, you, you, uh, you will find the answer out yourself. Yeah. Um, also, I've never heard him referred to as three and D. And all of a sudden, I read like three articles that were like they brought in a three and D yeah. wing. Which one is he? <laughs> he doesn't, yeah. I can tell you, it's neither. Like, well, again, it's like, oh, he's shooting 41% from three. He'll be yeah. great next to LeBron. It's like, yeah, off the dribble, fucking six seconds in his hands, off the mm. dribble threes, and he takes two again. Yeah. I think it was it was 41.7% on threes on catch-and-shoot threes. Yeah. It's like, sure, that's fine, but surely everyone's shooting that. Mm. I was probably, like, wide open as well. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but I think he will... I think he'll be... I actually think he'll be good in LA. I think I like the prospect of him... As their fifth or sixth best player, and this is like verbatim what I said on my podcast, which is actually on Spotify or if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, it's good that Rui. 
I think Rui will thrive in a situation where he's the sixth best player and the other two people in his height range are LeBron and AD. Because uh. then he obviously, the expectations <sighs> just so off. I mean, like just a purely basketball um, perspective. And, uh, you know, 20 minutes a night helping helping those guys out, I think I think, I think think he'd be good for that. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope he has a good career. Um, I mean, also, he's, he's, he's going to be better than JTA. Like, yeah. he's going to be the dude yeah. ahead of him in the rotation. Yeah. But I think just as like a, a half black person growing up in Japan, he had a really rough upbringing. And then he was also very open about having mental health issues when he was at Washington. So it was mm. like, now you know, there's a great person in there mm. and I think a good basketball player. Um, so hopefully, yeah. Mm. Hopefully he uh, gets to show everyone that he is a good basketball player. Um, two things. First one, the age-old question. Would you rather Rui or Torian Prince? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I'm the lake, is Tory and Prince? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. The angel question. I mean, uh, dating back fourteen days. <laughs> you can probably just flip a coin for me. Um, second point, uh, I like you know it's a little bit of a concession by Tommy Shepard there, where it's like, hey, you drafted this dude eighth or ninth or ninth. I, ninth, think. The, I think it's like it was like the, the wizard, ninth pick in a row. The wizards pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so you've drafted this dude. He's supposed to be good. He didn't turn out to be as good as he was supposed to be. Mm. Um, and instead of just... He was the GM who drafted him. Instead of just taking him into free agency and being like, well, got to keep him because, you know, I'll, I would just lose so much face if I don't mm. re-sign this, this dude who I said was going to be good. So instead of just taking him into free agency and then either just signing him to his qualifying offer or just, like, giving him a contract that no one would actually give him, you've just said, okay, well, let's just cut bait because it mm. clearly hasn't worked after four years. Just get three seconds I think it's like two seconds really because one of them was like a little bit bullshit Um, and it's like cool just get a little bit of value just so you don't give him like two years 20 because that that would be even more gross than what he's on like 4.5 now or whatever it is yeah and then we haven't mentioned Kendrick Nunn I mean well do we have to for obvious reasons (laughs) Uh, but yeah I think that that goes into that we would have extended Rui but with with bringing Kendrick Nunn that'll be an uh, an extra roster spot going yeah do you reckon Kendrick Nunn's gonna gonna do anything I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, and again, I said this on the Jeff Anger. <laughs> but I think Wizards' ideal situation is that he gets paid 10 figures next year, but not for Washington. <laughs> if he can prove that in the last 30 yeah. games of the season, then I'm happy. Fuck, that's, that's nice. Well worded. Yeah. Um, where can people find those first words now? It'll be Lincoln Bio. <laughs> um, but the reason we're talking about a trade is there's nothing else to say, is there? No, more no I just realized, though, there's been an article posted to the D2.com. Oh, fuck, yeah, go on. What, what was it? So there's been an article posted to the D2.com. Decisions, decisions for the Dallas Wings. I go through what I think that 2023 should look like for the Dallas Wings going all the way through, going all the way from free agency, which starts in five or so days, um, all the way through the end of the finals this season. WNBA finals, I think are in September or October, potentially. Not sure exactly when, but... Um, yeah, I just kind of laid out what I think that uh, they should do. Last year, they were pretty, they were a pretty middling team, but they've slowly improved, slowly, slowly. But I think it's time for them to like make the step and like um, jump off the treadmill of me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, obviously, as, as someone who doesn't follow the NBA as closely as you, and I'm, ho- I'm hoping to, yeah, WNBA, um, and I'm hoping to get into it next season. And obviously, what it costs, uh, it costs a quick breakfast to get yeah, in. Yeah. But um, yeah, Lucas is Lucas writes for WNBA fans and NBA fans looking to like just sort of understand what's going on in the in the other league. So mm. check it out. I checked it out. I enjoyed it, and I didn't know anything about the Dallas Wings, and now I do. There you go. I do go for. Um, 
the New York Liberty, yeah. and we, we've been busy in free agency, haven't we? Yeah, you guys got John Quell Jones, who's the MVP in 2021. Mm. Um, she'll be great next to Sabrina Inescu. She's a centre uh, who... I was going to say the Liberty needed like a starting centre and then they went to get an elite one. So but didn't we have the Chinese? Yeah, mm. Han Shu, she was coming off the bench. Stephanie Dolson's starting. I think you'll probably retain both of them. Yeah. Um, and Stephanie Dolson's a great fit with UNESCO as well. But I think that the Liberty actually, like looking at them as a, like a contender, which they might not be this season unless they add another like elite player. Maybe not elite, but like borderline all-star. Mm. Um I was thinking that they did need to make a roster improvement, but it, it could have actually come on the wing or inside. Hmm. Um, but John Quell Jones is like an elite scorer. Yeah, yeah. I would say if I could give her an NBA comp, her... Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, who can defend. <laughs> no, I want to say KD when she's on. Wow. But she... Like, you'll see the way she even releases the ball, her free throw routine, like yeah, very yeah. similar to KD. But unlike KD, she does get played out of games mm. and she kind of plays herself out of games. Mm. Um so she's like Porzingis in that sense. <laughs> she's Porzingis on a bad day, KD on a good day. Porzingis with a jump shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, back to the NBA. Uh, the trade deadline is 12 days away, February 9th. Yeah. Whatever. Roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> um, trade deadline is, is super close. So obviously we're recording a podcast within a fortnight of the deadline. Um, the news hasn't been that incredible. So instead of talking about the news and trying to discuss what's going to happen with Russell Westbrook for Zach Levine, which I think is bullshit and haven't written down in the news section for a reason, um, <laughs> we are each going to bring three trades to the table. Now, we don't know each other's three trades. We've, well, you made the decision to keep it a secret, which mm. I hope uh, I hope is a good idea because I think it is. Um, <laughs> And we're just gonna we'll we'll go tit for tat, reading out a, a fake trade that we've we've put through. Mm. Um, I think that's quite self-explanatory. Should yeah. we uh, get out of the way? Do you want to start or go second? I'd like to start because my first one is not exactly a trade I want to see, but I just want to put it out there. Right. Um, Jamal Murray for Carl Anthony Towns. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean. I just thought of the Timberwolves, mm. and that's pretty cool for the Timberwolves. Um, mm. Denver say no. Uh, I obviously, obviously, if you are just saying this hypothetically, mm. um, Denver obviously say no. But mm. like, do you actually think Cat could play next to Jokic? That oh yeah. Him? But that would that be better than next to to Gobert as we've seen so far? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you could run some huge lineups in Denver. Um, well, Aaron Gordon but, at the three. Yeah, I think I because if Cat and Jokic, you're both spacing the floor out, then I think you can get away with that. Mm. And I think AG can keep up with wings. You would know better than me, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I would see Cat kind of filling Michael Porter Jr.'s role a bit more than I would see him... Uh, um, like just, Jokic. Just like, but also, like, Gobert just came into Minnesota. He didn't really, like, fill yeah. part of what their system was. Uh, I see Cat filling into a role that's kind of already there. And I don't know, um, I feel as though Cat might be a better defender than Michael Porter Jr. on the perimeter. Such a shit discussion. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think any improvement from when Michael Porter Jr. was hard hedging to the fucking half court, allowing the Suns to have a five on four and Chris Paul, oh, I wonder if he'll hit another mini. <laughs> um, I think that it's an upgrade there. Uh, but it was more just like I wanted to float it out there because this obviously fucking solves uh, Minnesota's issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and <laughs> the go bear issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think yeah, I was like, oh, surely they want to bring in a wing, and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think mm. they're just gonna bring in anything that's not a center that's yeah. getting paid thirty plus mil. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was pretty quick. Should mm. I go through my quick trade then? Because I've got two complicated ones. And yeah. I think I saw your screen when I walked in. You've also got a complicated one. Oh yeah, I got a good one. I'll do my I'll do my non complicated one and. If you're listening, I'm doing it fucking... Analog. <laughs> I'm doing analog on a piece of paper. Um, Warriors trade James Wiseman and their own 2026 first rounder, top 10 protected, to the Spurs for Yucca Purtle. Mm, Jake Puddle. Who says no there? Um, I think you guys... No, 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 sorry. No, wait. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think 100% you guys. But if you, were, if you were at the helm, would you do it? If I'm the Warriors? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think that the prospect, I think the idea of San Antonio would be um, just bringing in a prospect for any of our rotational pieces. Uh, with the pick and Wiseman, that's two prospects. And I really think that Wiseman could become a, a great, uh, a really good center. Yeah. Um, and I think that in uh, San Antonio with Popovich, I think that he would be able to make more mistakes yeah get the reps up over the next few years and I think Popovich understands how much leash he's supposed to give him I remember this one time I can't remember it might have been one of Kobe's detail episodes but he was talking about how I remember um, day today by the way actually (laughs) you did make me look oh no it is may he rest I thought it was uh, August (laughs) August the 24th (laughs) That is, that is Mumba Day. Oh, oh that's actually, actually Mumba Day. Day. Yeah, this, this is, is the this is yeah. day he died. Yeah, yeah. then he rest. <laughs> um, but he was talking about uh, Tony Parker. Greg Popovich used to always have the shortest leash with Tony Parker. Yeah, as yeah. soon as he'd make a mistake, he'd pull him yeah. and then put on George Hill or whatever. And then Tony Parker would have to watch the backup point guard make so many more mistakes than him. Yeah, yeah. But then once the playoffs started... Um, Tony Parker would just never make mistakes and mm. like just the Spurs would run through the playoffs like fucking hyper efficient mm. now I'm not saying James Wiseman's <laughs> going to be Tony Parker yeah, but I'm yeah. saying if you have that mind coaching yeah, Wiseman yeah, I think yeah. he'll understand what he needs and then he'll yeah. get a chance to develop so I think a thousand percent the Spurs say yes I would say that the Warriors wouldn't attach a first a, a second yeah. maybe just straight up well yeah I thought I thought about straight up but because um, because the Spurs have said that they want two they want two first round picks in any potential deal for Puddle for Puddle yeah um, and then they, they said if you don't give us two first round picks we're happy taking in free agency we'll sign them for like three for 60 mm. and then just do this all again next, yeah. next trade deadline because it really doesn't matter to them because they're still losing games yeah um so that's why I've attached, like, you know, assuming James Wiseman has first round value, which might be a big assumption. Mm. Um, and then just chucking in, like, the next available draft and then just protecting it because, like, the, the Wiseman, give up of the Wiseman is, is quite uh, expensive. And then just looking at Jake Puddle as, as a, um, just as a rental, because I don't know if we would re-sign him if we yeah. did do this trade. You think you would, but are we going to pay him twice as much as we pay Kevon Looney for him to back up Kevon Looney? Yeah. And then if we pay him more, we're not going to get rid of Kevon Looney because he's you know, arguably one of the core five or core mm. four. So it's... um, 
Yeah, it's like, it, look at it as just a rental. Um, and if you bring him in and he's just like the best backup defensive center anyone's ever needed, he literally just does what we wanted James Wiseman to do. Just mm. rest Kevon Looney and just come in and maybe even be better than Kevon Looney. We could win a title and then all of a sudden it's like, cool, we've won a title. We're happy to let him walk. And fans will get upset. They'll be like, oh, but you're essentially breaking up a, a title team, but we can just do it again next year. Minus the two major assets that it took to, <laughs> to get this trade to happen. Yeah, Wiseman in the pick. Yeah. Not a, not major assets. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look, if, I think major assets to a team that isn't actually that doesn't actually have a chance to win. I think mm. I think if you win a ring, even if you make the finals on that move, then that's not major assets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just it. our bench is so bad, and and Jamarco Green's not getting it done. Jamarco Green is mm. not the answer at backup really? center. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, everyone could have told you, but. Um, it's also a little bit scary that the Warriors, there was a report last week that the Warriors, uh, I think it was from The Athletic, that the Warriors are more looking to like search the buyout market for options instead of searching just the trade market, which mm. is like, I guess it makes sense. But as someone who's doing a podcast episode about potential trades, that's quite upsetting. Mm. Well, should I do my uh, Warriors backup? Yeah. So I was looking at the contenders and I kind of like <clears throat> all their rosters. Um, except for the Warriors. But I didn't want to add a starter to the Warriors because that'd be OP and you guys would win. <laughs> so I was like, what should the Warriors do? They should add a backup 4-5. And I think the Warriors should trade James Wiseman, <laughs> Dante DiVincenzo, 2026 first round pick, and the 25 second via Charlotte for John Isaac. Yeah, that I, I really like that. Do you reckon you need to give up another first? No, nah, not at all. I think you can probably take it first off. Does does Dante no. have to be in there for salary Cash, matching? Yeah. Fuck, because like Moses Moody is not the answer at backup guard. Um, do you but, wanna, do you want to make it Moody? I don't know if he um I don't know if he fits the money, and I currently don't think I'm connected to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I I don't think he does make the money either. Um, no, nah, I think you're gonna have to give those two up yeah. for. Isaac. But John, yeah, I mean, two games of John Isaac, and we're saying, yeah, he's back. But you know, the theory of John Isaac yeah. as a center next to Draymond would just be so yeah. hot. But oh. then think about, yeah, you got the rebounding in Looney, yeah. um, somewhat in Draymond, and then Wiggins is a fucking mint rebounder. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's on, yeah. But then Isaac can legit just be. I love that. I'd the D. Say, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think just because he's missed two years of basketball, we could we could just do James Wiseman and... Do it now. <laughs> yeah, do it now. Bob Myers, pick up the phone. Um, fuck, that's really good. That's so much better than Jakob Pertl because we, <laughs> lo- we love, you know, multi-positional defenders, long, you know, rangy, putting up the inverted commas because he can't shoot. But, you know, if... Maybe if two or three the other day. If his G-League's anything to go off, he can post <laughs> up and fade. Hell. But... Ah, <laughs> oh, and he's got good hands because, mm. like, while he can't do anything with the ball in his hands, he does have good hands, ironically, to catch it and then just put it away. Yeah. Ah, oh, I, I just want to see John Isaac elsewhere. Yeah, oh, like I, the Warriors. Yeah, but I think the thing I like about uh, Isaac to the Warriors is that he's a bit one-dimensional. He's yeah. really good at his dimension. It's like getting a really expensive Jared Vanderbilt next to Draymond. <laughs> I like that. I like that comp. <laughs> I watched a video earlier this year and Vando was shooting like 60% on catch and shoot threes. Yeah. Through the- How early in the year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That jazz win streak completely hinged on him. Free, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think the, the reason I like this personally is that, uh, yeah, Isaac, there are limitations to him. You're not bringing in some fucking like 
absolute world beater. You, you, mean, I, I, you want it to be even still. Yeah, yeah. I still want it to be even. I still want this to be a player that comes off the bench and you're like, what do the Warriors do with their spacing when Wiseman and Draymond are yeah, oh, sorry, when yeah. Isaac and Draymond are on the floor? Like, I don't as think as, it would be a problem. No, but it's, like, it's mm. going to be talked about. And yeah, as much as I yeah. hate seeing the ESPN fucking headline of that, I want that to be the conversation, like, not like mm. fucking... Are the Warriors too much to handle? Like Kendrick Perkins, hot to like Kia hot tips of the game. It's like make sure you got enough shooting. Um, <laughs> on in, in the same vein as that trade, I, I'm writing an article for the Deep2.com. What are the odds we write for the How same players? Um, I'm not a good speller, um, but it's going to come out hopefully. Let's say early next week, and then if it's any earlier, we'll be happy. Um, would you do James Wiseman straight up for Walker Kessler? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> not as the Jazz. Yeah, no. which is crazy, isn't it? I don't think it's crazy though, um, because you're the biggest big Jim fan there is. You're the biggest Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why would the Jazz trust that? No, they wouldn't. Yeah, uh, exactly. that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, like they've already seen what. Uh, Walker Kessler could be I mean they've seen what he is and they've got him for four years at like less than five mil yeah. every year so I think that that's I just don't think that the Jazz actually need to make a move I think no. it's similar to the Pacers where it's like why would they make a move yeah, yeah, their, yeah. their young core is already developing well enough they're going to lose enough games where they'll get a good pick um, but like they, they it would be in their worst interest to make a move yeah 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 that's true. Well, speaking of the Pacers, my next trade. Oh, no. <laughs> speaking of the Pacers not wanting to make a trade. All right. The Pacers send... Now, what have we got here? <laughs> <laughs> the Pacers send Buddy Heald to Los Angeles, the Lakers variant. Um, the Lakers send Russell Westbrook, 27 and 29 picks to the Spurs. And then the Pacers send Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson, and that Chicago 2025 first to Indiana. I'll put it in front of you because we're going analog here. Okay. But so the Lakers give up those two picks I get and you, I dump get you. Westbrook to yeah. just bring in. But that's in the buddy. second rounder. Oh, is that the first round of the Spurs? Oh, no. I just I just clicked the wrong button. Oh, you <laughs> that's that's meant, okay, bro. That's meant to be the, the first round pick. So That's fine. Okay. Westbrook I get you. and the, those two first round picks to the Spurs. Um, and the Lakers bring in Buddy Heald and Pacers just get Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson, role players essentially. Yeah. And they do get that. It's a top 10 protected Chicago 2025 pick. Yeah. Um, Lakers do it because with those assets, I don't think there is a superstar out there to trade because I think it costs mm-hmm. that much or maybe just one of those picks just to dump Russell Westbrook and just to get off of his money. Yeah. So you're pretty much doing that and bringing in Buddy Heald for free. That's how I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. that you're not giving up those picks to bring in Buddy Heald. He's yeah. just another negative-ish salary. He's getting paid $21.1 million this year and a little bit more the following year. Um, and next to LeBron, like if you're not going to get a Kyrie Irving level of star, next to LeBron, you've just got one of the best catch and shoot shooters. Who, mm. You just need to surround that fucking AD LeBron pick and roll with shooters. Like yeah. we know LeBron um, can still score in this season. Like we thought he was going to continue dropping off, but he's still averaging like a million points a game. So we know that LeBron can still do it. Just put a really good movement shooter next to him. Do you do you like that? For- I like that. And LeBron is actually it's not a million, but it is close. It's uh thirty points a game this year, which yeah. is absolutely fucking bonkers. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um not much variation between our tra- proposed trades. Oh however. really? <laughs> uh well I think I I definitely um no, I like it. I like the idea of 
Buddy Heald. Oh man, of course they're like that, that that's such an upgrade from Westbrook to Heald. Mm. Um I think again, why would the Pacers do this? Are they getting one first or two? They're getting one. Okay, they're getting one first. Okay, I get that. Those um I've been thinking about those Lakers picks lately. <laughs> the twenty seven and the twenty nine pick. You have to trade them. And there's many reasons why. But this is the one I thought of recently. You're bad in 27. You're going to be bad in 26. <laughs> if you don't pick a good prospect in 26, you're just a bad organization. Yeah. Like, if you're bad in 26, pick a good prospect. That can be your guy. You can put him on the billboards. You can give him two years to get reps up before you get the 2028 20, pick. So, just fucking trade the picks. You mm. have to... You Like, what are you What are you building this team for if it's not to win? Mm. Um, and you haven't built this team to win so far. Uh, so, I think I would say yes as the Lakers and the... Spurs, Spurs say yes because they they could they could just buy Russell Westbrook out, like, yeah, and then just yeah. eat his forty four mil, yeah. still lose games. I mean, they could they could keep him and still lose games, yeah, and then get two really good first round picks for that. Mm. I would say yes, Lakers, yes, uh, Spurs, maybe if I'm the Pacers. Yeah, I, I think for the Pacers, like giving up Buddy Hill, like just saving twenty million dollars in cap space next season is pretty valuable in terms of if you want to take on someone to be a good player or take on someone to just get more trade assets and just be a salary salary dumping ground. But they still get Doug McDermott and they've still got Josh Richardson. Like Josh Richardson, again, might be a buyer candidate. I only got one year left. But just get Doug McDermott, a dude who will just shoot 40% from three. Mm. Josh Richardson, if they if they seriously want to make the sixth seed, you just get <laughs> the real... Spurs. No, the Spurs. Um, no, the Pacers. You oh, just yeah. get real players in there. Yeah. Um, I think this, the price I set for both both Turner and Heald was one and a half firsts. Yeah. Do you reckon a first reckon and a second is one and a half firsts? No, nah, it's got to be a good second. It's got to be like a Charlotte second. What if it's like one first and two seconds? No, I'd say, I don't think Three seconds? I don't think seconds because remember people neither do I people just buy people just buy seconds <laughs> yeah. for five five million dollars on draft yeah. night. But I I think Turner would be worth one and a half. Mm-hmm. I don't think Buddy Heald. I think he's like on the edge of being worth one first. Like if it, yeah. if it's a first from like let's say Boston this year, like where you know it's going to be in the late twenties, that's what it'll be worth. But I yeah. don't think he's worth. But are we leading into your next trade? We might be. We might be. Do you want, do you want to take a quick pause and I'll go grab a can of piss? Yeah, perfect. All right, I'm gonna just hit pause. The depth, the the deep the, ugh, the deep two. God, that's a mouthful. Anyways, I'm Marco, co-host of the... Hey, Daniel Gafford, what's the name of our podcast? The JVG NBA Tribute Show. Wow, I can't believe it's that easy. Thanks, Gaff. You probably know us as two members of Before Man We Plus Marco, but we know you as our next listener. Well said, Lucas. I gotta ask, how do we differ from the pack of basketball podcasts? It's a great question, Marco. You see, on our basketball podcast, we have two male co-hosts. Wow, truly groundbreaking. After this episode, stay on your favourite podcasting app and give us a spin. And we're back. Oh, it's the sound of Friday. Oh, yes, oh. <laughs> that came up on cam, on cam, on a on a Mike. Mike. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I should know that word after. Who the ha- fuck's Mike? Um, after so many episodes. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> it's funny you should bring up that one and a half first round picks is the price for both Buddy Hield and Miles Turner, Sean. So. <laughs> I think I'm going to do mine like this. The Pacers receive Russell Westbrook and three first-round picks. The Lakers receive Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and Damian Lillard. 
The, tra- the Trailblazers received Damian Anthony Lillard. Davis. Yeah. What the... F- why the fuck would the... Why would the um, Blazers do that? They get AD in this trade. You don't like it? Nah. You don't like it for the Blazers? Nah. Nah, Damn. not at all. Cause I, you- thought, I thought I was going to have to defend the... Cause Lakers here because we know what AD is the best player looks like like yeah you're just the New Orleans Pelicans over and over again like mm-hmm. you're just going to keep being the 8th seed yeah um, and uh, you know if you're going to give up Dame it's going to be for more than AD it's going to be for like you know a James Harden level haul where it's like Simmons and three first round picks or whatever yeah. it was because yeah, it's the whole you know Dame you know being there forever will never win a ring but he yeah. just loves being in Portland and all that and yeah. not for I just don't just don't love AD. I know he was averaging I love this 50 take. points. <laughs> no, I completely love this take. Yeah. I was, I think I might be an AD hater. So I was like worried that I wasn't valuing AD highly enough. Yeah. But we've got a freaking basketball podcast. <laughs> we must be experts. So uh, I just want to do what every team's paying. Every team, uh, Blazers are paying Lillard and a first for AD. Because I was wondering where you were going to get that, that, yeah. that third first from. Yeah. Um, Pacers are paying Turner and Heald. For Westbrook, three firsts. Lakers are paying two firsts, AD and Westbrook, for Lillard, Turner, and Heald. I think also Indiana just don't want to bring in Westbrook. Like, are you saying they buy him out? They're getting three firsts in this deal. Yeah. For the price of Turner and Heald. Yeah, yeah. A first for Turner, a first for Heald, a first for the Westbrook. Taking them on, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's only this year, isn't it, for Westbrook? Yeah, Yeah. but like, buy him out just so, like, Tyrus Halbert just doesn't learn fucking bad habits. That's fine, yeah. I'm with that. Um,. So I think the Lakers quite clearly get considerably better with this. <laughs> uh, and the Pacers, as we've gone through, uh, get the, the assets. <clears throat> um, and the Blazers get an AD. I really like the prospect of that. I like the really? idea of... Like next to Nurk and I and forget the... yeah. I, I, I like the prospect of one of <laughs> Dame and Anthony, or Anthony at the one, Hart at the two, Grant, AD, Nurkic. I think that oh. completely changes what their offense looks like, though. Cause you got in a bad way. You reckon? <laughs> yeah. But I think there's like forty shots coming up from Anf and uh, Dame, and they're not really. I mean, I guess it's a lot for the D to handle, but it's like it's one thing for the D to prepare for. Yeah. And I just think that AD in the mid post adds another element to it. I think that AD in the mid post doesn't help the Lakers, but it does help the Pacers. Mm. Um. But I, I, I'm so glad that this is what you disagree with. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I mean, also, just I, I don't like any trade where the Pacers get Russell Westbrook, but like mm. sometimes that's that's just going to happen in fake trades because it's yeah. just one of the teams that can send enough money back. Okay. So but, who are you saying says yes? Who are you saying says no? Well, the Lakers says yes, but everyone else says no. The Pacers <laughs> get three firsts, man. I know, but for... Yeah, I know. And, and those guys aren't worth three firsts. I mean, maybe they will go for three mm. firsts just because like trade market, but I don't think, yeah... But Turner's out at the end of the season. <laughs> I think they're I think they're getting like exceptional value, but I just yeah, I don't think the the blah I think I I think the Pacers say yes, the Lakers say yes, the Trailblazers say no. Yeah. I think that's what my vibe was going in. Mm. But that was with also the condition that I'm not so hot on A D. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of people would be like, A D is still this crazy fucking I know, but I don't I don't I, they just like his fans. Nah, nah. I think yeah. it extends beyond Lakers. But game. he just had such a good like week or fortnight where yeah. he was an MVP level player and like yeah. he's locked in an all star um an all star like trip just for that. Yeah. But it's like I'm sick of it. 
because you see it every year where it's like he has a really nice stretch yes this stretch he did average 50 mm. points or whatever <laughs> and it's like wow that's so incredible and what they were like two and one sick but I just he does it every year and then we know what a team based around him looks like it's yeah. not that good and yeah what do you think is there a way to get the Blazers to say yes to this uh, I don't know okay can I have a look at it yeah <laughs> So Sean's just currently taking a look at my laptop screen. Yeah, just for audio. For anyone Um, that's not watching. I don't know. Like, I guess... You just can't really give up Dane. Because, like, what's your offense look like with Anth as your best perimeter perimeter player? I think it looks good, not great. Yeah. Um, I always loved... Because the Blazers have been so hot on Anthony Simons for so long. I remember in 18 or 19, 2018, 19, 20... I can't remember when exactly it was, but I was listening to a pod. They were talking about all these Blazers trades and the person talking about the Blazers side of things was like, all these other teams want Anthony Simons in the deal. The Blazers will not give him up. Yeah. And it was like, the only issue is that like, Dame was getting 40 minutes a night, CJ was getting 36, whatever they were getting in the playoffs. And then Anth was getting whatever those other minutes were. But... End of the season rolls around and like they play uh, Dame and CJ getting load managed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony would come in and get like twenty five and eleven. Yeah, like he was a f- he was a fantasy like darling. Yeah, the yeah. End of the season, yeah. Um, I so also I, I also remember I remember his first two summer leagues, maybe his only two summer leagues, where he just lit it up and he was like, he looked like Jamal Crawford if he shot like sixty percent from the floor. Yeah. And I remember just being like I was with my mate who like you know kind of watches basketball but likes basketball likes playing it. <laughs> um. And we were just like wanking on the piss, mm. and I was like, "You have to watch the summer highlights, summer league highlights from this dude. It's fucking incredible." Mm. And like we put him on, he's like, "Well, that's cool. Like, what does he do in the NBA?" I'm like, oh, nothing yet, but yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen." And he did it, and I just sort of lost interest because I was mm. like, "Eh." And I love Dante's thing, where it's just like, "Damn, like you know, look at the Blazers backcourt. They hit ten threes today. It's like on you know forty shots. But yeah. Damn, they hit ten threes, but." Mm. Uh, I just don't know how, how far your offense goes with Anf as your best player. And I just know that AD, if he doesn't have like a generational talent next to him like mm. LeBron, you're not a, you're not a title contender. Because he's had Drew Holiday next to him for so long. True. And it wasn't that great. Yeah. And when LeBron's out, they're just not that good of a team. Okay, here's one I just thought of. I know the money doesn't work. Um, what do you think about Anthony Simons for Tyrese Maxey? Uh, as in, is the question just like, who do you like better? Like, I who, think that's the question, actually. <laughs> but because we're talking about trades, I yeah. need to trade. No, like if, if I'm starting a franchise today, who would I rather have? Yeah, let's the money's that. equal. Probably Anth. Yeah, I'm saying. But I think that's I think that's more a product of... I think Maxi's having a bad season. Yeah. Or maybe this is who Maxi is. Yeah, yeah. He's just a very up and down. Like, mm. he's, he's... Yeah, he's like... He's got like the John Wall layup slash three-point package where it's mm. like oh awesome your shot's falling one day that's pretty cool mm. but then as soon as it doesn't you're like well that's just him he's just the speedy point guy who gets to the ring mm. did you see that the John Wall pod- John Wall yeah, and Theo yeah. Pinson's podcast uh, was that the one what you sent the clip and everything oh, or was, so was that was that funny. all the smoke no that was that was Theo Pinson's that was podcast the, what the, Theo, can I say Theo Pinson in 2K14 I had just this incredible Blazers my league that had won like three titles in a row with Dame as the best player and Theo Pinson as the second best player, because when he was when he was in high school, he's supposed to be like a really good prospect, mm, true. and just never panned out. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, John Wall quotes. He says some stuff about someone, someone, someone. I'm like, oh, cool. On Theo Pinson's podcast, yeah. like I know he plays for the play, plays <laughs> for the Mavs, and he's like doing funny stuff on the on the bench. But it's like, 
Man, you were you were so high. You were winning titles for mm. my minor league team on 2014, like <laughs> 2K14. But no, what was his quote? What was John Wall's quote? Oh, there were, there were heaps of them. I was just because right. oh, because you said Chris Dunn, which remi- and you no sorry, you said um, Kyrie's Maxi had some finishes that remind you of John. Wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you also said you were hot on Anthony Simons' summer league, and. <clears throat> Two, the, both of those things I, I equate to Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn had some John Wall-esque finishes yeah, in his summer league. Yeah. And there were a couple of summer league games in Chris Dunn's rookie year. I was so hot on him, man. Yeah, I was yeah. so hot on him. And I still like, I still ride for him. Yeah, well, remember when he was playing the three like two years ago? Love it. Um, Love it. Yeah, fun little tidbit about, uh, he played in like Providence or something? He played like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hate that I know that. Yeah, it's it's so weird that I just know, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> after I graduated school, I just uploaded like the day of my last exam, I uploaded a photo of just Chris Dunn in his mm. jersey because it was like, I'm done school. Oh, nice. Uh, no, nah, it wasn't. It was, it was nice for about a day and then now I'm just like, well, that's like not the funny. Well, disappears after that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a post. Oh, it was a football post. Because this was before stories. <laughs> it's on the grid and it's still there. So you can go to at pronounced team. And I am. And just, and just scroll through and say Chris Dunn in a Providence jersey. Uh, it just says Dunn on the back. Mm. So that's Dunn. Uh, this is actually going to take way too long to get up. Because you don't have enough internet. So I'll take your word for it. Take my word for it. Uh... All right, so we're saying Lakers say yes, Blazers say no, Pacers say maybe. And then we're moving on to my trade. All right, we're moving on. To, and then we're moving on to your trade. Uh, you've got one more off this? Or you, no, this you is my, that was my last one. All right, this is my piece de la resistance. This yeah. is my trade that makes you put your phone down and go, wow. That's wow, nice that's trade. actually, wow. God, that's so good. Oh, my God, it's fully here. Providence, Rhode Island. You even tagged it where Chris Dunn was. Um. <laughs> Fuck, he just looks like a baller as well. <laughs> like, I just love that, like, one shooting sleeve, really good defender that has, like, a midi to him as well. Yeah. It's John Wall. <laughs> John Wall before he, before he stopped defending. <laughs> before he started going on fucking Bench Players podcast. All right. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies get OG Ananobi. And I was the, looking at a Raptors trade. The Toronto Raptors get Danny Green, Xavier Tillerman, Kennedy Chandler... Golden State's 2024 first and Memphis's own first this year. I'm going to have to see this. <laughs> after, yeah. you're, after you're done, after you're done. Uh, it's done. Oh, that's it. Oh my God. That is, that is, uh, that that's is hashtag throwing the bag for OG and Unabi. Well, they, they want at least three first round picks for him and I think that's a little bit rich. There's two first round picks. This year's Memphis's is probably going to be the 28th pick. Golden State's next season is just a wild card. Mm. And just like go find a better offer. If you do, Memphis can just sweeten the pot a bit more and throw in another another pick. I think Memphis has to throw in another pick because here's the thing. The Warriors pretty well run organization. <laughs> they're um but they're, they're gonna know that they don't have their peak next year, so they're gonna try and win. So I think that's that pick starts with the two as well. Um so that's a pick in the twenties this year, pick in the twenties next year. Who's it? And then Kennedy Chandler was second round pick. Which is not a first round. <laughs> I think Xavier Tillman could be the value of a late first rounder. No way. I think so. I think you. I think. I think you would get. I think you would see fucking the. the we like, have a trade like to Mil- announce. Milwaukee. You yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. If they can't get Jay Crowder, they'll get Professor X. But just on, on draft night, pick twenty eight. Xavier Tillman's out there. Why would they not do that? What the fuck are the Bucks going to do with pick twenty eight? Draft Mar Marjan Bochan. <laughs> so they take the Tillman deal if it's there. Um, all right, but so 
I'm not sorry. I just want to yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Tillman is worth a first. Well, I know. Okay, okay. I'm saying a contender. That's at the end what of I the, thought you said. No, 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 no. That's no. not what you said. A contender at the end of the first round is like, ah, what are we going to do with this pick? Yeah, can you sell yeah. your first? No, you can only sell your second. Yeah, yeah. Let's trade over Tillman. Um, so the Memphis Grizzlies do this because they yeah. they just they just bring in a forward who's going to defend for all of Jar's prime. So you've got the lineup of Jar. Desmond Bain, Ojanobi, Triple J, and then just center. And mm. then they've still got all of their future first. Even if they give up three picks here, they've still got their whole future just to figure out who that four five is next to Triple J for the next 10 mm. years. Like, do you go ahead and get an Aaron Gordon or do you go ahead and get just a younger Stephen Adams to be that center? Mm. And what, you just figure out what your closing lineup is because you've still got the ammo. This isn't emptying your whole war chest of picks. And my favorite part about this trade is it means that they don't have to re-sign Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks, <laughs> Dylan Brooks doesn't rock up Fucking on hell, free agency man. day one and be like, you've got $20 million in cap space. I would like that. Because mm. instead, they turn around and go, nah, we've got the best perimeter defender in the whole entire league. Mm. Maybe take a little bit less. And if not, go away. Because Memphis would be so good if they didn't have Dylan Brooks on the roster. Yeah. I, I, not even because I hate him. He's also I, shit. I hate him as well. And he's also shit. He's, have you seen his field goal percentage? <laughs> no, what does don't, it start with? Don't actually look oh, it up. God. It's like just may, four. May he rest. Yeah. But like, I'm not talking, I'm not talking <clears throat> three point percentage. I'm talking field goal percentage. And his shot selection is genuinely, what does the other team want me to shoot? Mm. That's exactly what he shoots. Mm. There were so many times in your playoff series last year, last season against was, them. We, we were so happy to let him shoot. He shot like 21 shots one game. It was fucking awful. Every single one of them was awful as well. Also, he is like, I reckon he's the captain of the, um, just because they're an annoying defender doesn't make them a good yeah, defending yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. I think he's even worse than Pat Bev. I think the gulf between how good he actually is defensively and how good he looks defensively yeah. is enormous. I remember listening to the first time Zach Lowe said, oh, and he's a good defender. It's like, how the fuck's he a good defender? Why? He gambles every possession. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, his head's right down and he's clapping and it's like, okay, because he gambles every possession, he does get a couple of steals, and that looks awesome because he gets a steal, two points, and then he just sort of mean mugs the guard. And mm. it's like, okay, cool, you got a steal. But that's not defense. Like, mm. oh, and it's just like, he just, uh, he lost Clay Thompson on that game, you know, the game winning shot that obviously led to um, another shot, and then Jordan Poole getting the game winner. Yeah. But like, he just, he just loses dudes. Yeah. Um, he's not that, he's not that strong in my eyes. And you just love seeing him shoot. Like, mm. oh, you actually love it. As the other team, <laughs> you fucking love it. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit cut as well because Golden State just beat Memphis, so he's, he's fresh in my head. Um, but just everyone around him is just so much better. I'd much rather just Desmond Bain take a shot. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, if, if it's not going to be a Jar Morant shot, Triple J, like it looks a little bit awkward and off balance, but he still takes it. Mm. He's a good three point shooter. I would just rather play Zion Williams just because he's a much taller, longer mm. dude. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just OG Ananobi would be such a perfect fit because he doesn't demand the ball and he can just come in and they can keep everything as it is, but it would just be a little bit better. I believe OG can slip down to the four a little bit and play the four in a pinch if you know the matchup dictates it and if, if he can. And then Jaron Jackson at the five with OG at the four. Oh, it would, this this would be the best trade. I like it. Is there is there potential for like a Brooks for Anobi? Probably, <laughs> probably. Um, I can't remember what Dylan Brooks is getting paid. Is it around about 12? I have no Again, I neither of us have internet right I now. Looked, I haven't looked like a week. Um, so, we, yeah, you could sub out Denny Green for Dylan Brooks. Yeah. But, damn, it just sucks we don't have internet right now. Mm. But, um, <laughs> I mean, would but then would the Raptors want to do that? Because if I'm Toronto, I'm not doing that. 
No right? way. I'm, I'm, <laughs> would, I'm not taking anything that's not just like filler. Yeah, because Dan, like Danny Green expires a year from now. Xavier Tillman, 1.7 this year. I think 1.8 next year. Kennedy Junior, second second round pick for four years. So it's like you are just clearing money. It's 12. It's 12 for Dylan Brooks. Fuck, I'm so good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> went to Oregon. Another one of those things, you just know what uni they went to. <laughs> uh, okay, so if, with this trade here... I like the I like the um, the attachment of like it doesn't it guarantees Dylan Brooks isn't isn't returning to the Grizzlies. I also really like the element of OG Ananobi. I couldn't imagine him being cocky, and I think that it would be really nice for that personality to just cut through this yeah. Memphis team. <laughs> Fucking fuck them kids team. Yeah, but like I actually like when all the other guys are cocky, namely Jar. Yeah. Because um, he's a superstar. And yeah, but like when Dylan Brooks is cocky, it's like, yeah, bro, you're, it's because you got your big brother in your team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the prospect of. I actually really like the prospect of OG Ananobi on this team. It was it two first as well. Two first, yeah. Yeah. Also, just all time shoulders team. You've got Desmond <laughs> Bain, OG Ananobi, and Stephen Adams. Mm. <laughs> I remember one time. I, don't, I can't believe I remember this. But Stephen Adams doesn't lift weights during the season. Yeah. He does Pilates. Yeah, yeah. Fucking wild. How do you stay that big? Yeah, yeah. Um, also, I don't know if I've ever told you, i I got a mate who played against Jaron Jackson Jr. when he was in prep school. And he said the play that made him stop playing basketball was <laughs> someone threw a lob to Triple J and he'd just finish it over him. And he was like, that's when on you, man, I had to stop playing basketball. <laughs> He's also a New Zealander. <laughs> Wait. Not just Stephen Adams. Wait, what? Wait, for Jaron Jackson or Stephen Adams? The- Stephen Adams. Yeah, right. You said Jaron Jackson. I'm like, why is, why is he in prep? No, no, no. What, my, mate's, uh, my mate's New Zealander. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> name, name drop. Um, well, should we move on? We'll move on from that and just go talk about the news of the week. Read, sure. out, read out by Real Lucas P. Yeah, so Real Lucas P reading out the news of the week this week. Where do we want to start here? We have Well, I, I, I heard from your co-host who I spoke to last week on the Deep Turn BR podcast you that, find on that you love just shaking up the order. So I said to Marco, oh, when do you want to do this? In order? And he's like, oh, thank God. Lucas doesn't do it in order. I just, do, I just like whatever the flow is, man. <laughs> so where's the flow right now? I, I don't know. Also, be real went off. Oh, be real went off. Man, that's the cringest thing I've done on a pod. Um, well, oh, I didn't know that you put this in order because you put the nah, all stars. There's no order, game. Do, oh, okay. do the all stars. So it was starters. just to insult me. So yeah. we'll start with the all star starters here. The all star starters were announced today in Australian <laughs> time. Uh, we'll start with the East, uh, or should I run through all of them? We'll all, start with all, the East. All of them. Nah, Stop do it. <laughs> do all of them. Do all of them. All right. So, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell in the East. In the West, we have LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Zion Williamson, Stephen Curry, and Luka Doncic in the West. Sean, take it away. So, the only thing I thought about these, there is the um, the East front court discussion where it's like someone was going to miss out, one of the, mm. one of the three dudes. Um, but... Uh, Zion Williamson for All Star in the West, and I think I think he's just like, is he just competing with um, Demontis Sabonis? I swear there was someone else who I'm missing, but it just seems a bit premature mm. and too small a sample size. I think Zion should be an All Star, and starter obviously doesn't matter at the end of the day because you just look at how many times they've played the game. But yeah. it just it doesn't seem like he has played exceptionally, and he does deserve to be an All Star, but. Is, is there not someone else who should be taking his spot? Man, LeBron doesn't fucking deserve to be an all-star. Well, it's a popularity contest. Yeah, I it? understand that. Um, no, though, for Zion. Yeah, so so who's who's nipping on his heels? 
No one. Like Sabonis. That's no, Laurie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not okay. Sabonis. Okay, okay. Sabonis is averaging 18 points, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And like a 9 to 11 yeah. to 12 rebound range. <laughs> yeah. I don't care too much for that. But they're the three seed. And the um, Pels are the four seed. <laughs> but here's the thing. Oh, but then fucking go positionless and add Darren Fox. <laughs> no, if it's a king, it's it's Sabonis over Fox. Why? Because he's a better player right now. You reckon? Yeah, he's the hub of their offense. Like they they literally they they bring the ball down and then Sabonis grabs it from the elbow and just makes things happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. My only take for the All Stars this year, uh, because we don't know the teams yet, I'm just going to do about East and West last year. Eastern Conference starters last year. Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. This year, fucking roasts them. <laughs> last year's Western Conference All-Stars. Curry, Morant, Jokic, LeBron, Wiggins. This year, <laughs> fucking roasts them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think... Fuck, Wiggins hasn't aged well at all. <laughs> I think that uh, it's just a reflection of like how healthy most players have been this year. Um, and how good the league is this year that like the best players it's pretty much the best players in each conference this year there's no like I don't feel too mm. like Zion was the only question mm. but it's like when he plays he's a fucking yeah there's no one having like it's like DeMar DeRozan's last season where yeah. it's like oh he's having a, a renaissance yeah. Yeah. but there's 20 players better than him yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing I like three players who are averaging 30 points have yet to be picked that's yeah. fucking when was the last time that happened yeah. so I just think that um, <clears throat> it just made me uh, reflect on how good the season's <laughs> been so far and um, how good like not only teams are have started to play since I want to say mid-December because the first couple months of the season are a bit weird I don't know if you remember but um, also individual players are just like it's a, it's just a great season mm. um, any comments on Kyrie making it in in the popularity contest do you reckon mm. he deserves to be there nah you're not going to pick Chris Middleton over him <laughs> <laughs> seven game Chris uh no, who would be the player you pick over him? Me and Marco went through this a couple of weeks ago. And there's no one. No, who was it? Zach Levine, no. <laughs> oh, Donovan Mitchell. I picked Jalen Brown. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one seed or whatever. One but seed. He's also averaging 28. Donovan Mitchell's also a starter, isn't he? Donovan Mitchell's a starter. Donovan yeah, Mitchell yeah. starts. I think Kyrie goes out for Brown. That's what I had. Mm, that's, that's what I'd voted for. Brown's down to 27 points. Oh, you got to vote this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or you could go um, Halliburton. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not too like. I'm not salty about. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, Halliburton's still going to get picked. Yeah. Everyone's still going to get picked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I just think it's like it's all the fucking. It's all the fellas. Is <laughs> like Luca it's and like Steph. It's like old fashioned. Yeah. Luca, Steph, LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. You can put. Yeah. Like, no. No. Wiggins is pretty fucked yeah. up. Yeah. But that's a good way to start. A great way to start the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know Zion and Jokic is a pretty good way to finish <laughs> as well. Yeah, I mean if if the top three in the West are, you know the all the the MVP ladder, that's mm. you're probably doing something right. There's no Wiggins. Yeah, wow, that was so much longer than I thought we were going to talk about. Yeah, the no worries. What's the next piece of news? Next piece of news on the agenda: Jazz are shopping Mike Conley with the Clippers, the Lakers, the Timberwolves are interested. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just going to text. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Mike Conley. Um, Let's talk about it. Sh- shooting, <laughs> shooting like a career worst from the from the field. But every article I read, they're just like, oh, but he's you know he's a veteran guard that just puts people in the right places. And he's like, yeah, okay, and he's getting paid thirty million dollars. So if you are going to trade for him, 
the Clippers, it's going to be John Wall, Rocco, or, yeah. you know, Reggie and Rocco, and you're actually giving up, like, actual pieces to do it. I just don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze there. And mm. it's like, if... I don't think he's going to get bought out because, what, they're two games under 500 today or, or a game under 500. So they're mm. still, like, in the hunt. It's either just keep him or trade him. It's not going to be, like, a buyout. Who He, he would be a perfect buyout, dude. Mm. Um, <clears throat> who, what were the other names? Clippers? Lakers Wolves. and the Wolves. I mean, D'Angelo Russell would just do... D'Angelo Russell for Mike Conley and just really push for this year no I don't think you push for this year if you're the Timberwolves also it doesn't solve your problem I don't find if you're the Timberwolves no not at all um, and I don't feel like they have solved their problem which is just you know that's that, that clogged up offense and if you do want to watch a video on that there is one on the Deep 2 film room which you can find on youtube.com the Lakers uh, can get you need all the help they can get yeah. and I think they're That's definitely Westbrook swap yeah, yeah. Um, but they're definitely a team that should look at bringing in Mike Conley but I don't know if the Clippers should I don't know mm. I don't know if the Clippers should we'd see the report uh, earlier in the week that I don't think we've got written down but the Clippers are saying that they're looking for a point guard option because Reggie Jackson and John Wall aren't the answer mm. and then a day later they said we're happy running with Terrence Mann at the one mm. um, and I don't think Mike Conley is the right guy because if the Clippers are going to go as far as the Clippers want to go, that's because Kawhi Leonard is one of the top five players in the world. And it's yeah. like, if Kawhi Leonard is at his best, you just need a point guard who can run down, give him the ball, and stand behind the three-point line and just let him go to work, draw a double, and do everything. So it's like, yeah, why, why are you trading for Mike Conley where it's like, okay, you want to run a pick-and-roll heavy offense with the Vegas Zubac, well, what are, you, what are you doing there? And then, mm-hmm. plus the fact that you're going to have to give up $30 million in salary because they're over the over the um, the hard cap. So it's like, you have to give up players to do it. You can't yeah. just bring them into space. Um, so that's why I actually kind of like Terrence Mann as the point guard because mm-hmm. it's like, he's not going to be running plays. He's just going to be giving it to one of the wings mm-hmm. and then just standing, standing in the corner. <clears throat> yeah, I think, yeah, you kind of said it, but like, this team isn't going to win on Conley Zubat's pick and rolls. Yeah. Uh, and also, <clears throat> if you're an NBA, oh, so much has to. We said this. I said this last time. But so much has to go right if you're gonna have success in the NBA. Yeah. And if your best player is out, you're not gonna win. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it's like it's like let's get Mike Conley as a fallback. It's like no, you just won't win the title. A fallback to what? Kawhi comes back in, Conley goes out of the lineup. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, next piece of news. So the next piece of news is that Miami Heat. Comma, Phoenix Suns, comma, Dallas Mavericks, comma, uh, no comma, and Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> are interested in D'Angelo Russell. Hey, the Jazz aren't there, but the Clippers are also in the last one. So maybe you can get the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Timberwolves getting a bit of getting a bit of action going on. Um, I I don't like this for, for, for any of those teams. I think that I think it's a really bad idea for the Suns. It's maybe a good idea for the Heat. It's a really bad idea for the Clippers. But then do the Wolves trade for Kyle Lowry? <laughs> From the Heat. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck, that's a that's actually I really like so that. So you like that? I like that for the Wolves. Thirty five year old really. How how much longer is he contract his last year of his contract? One more? <sighs> Again, we're in the no internet section, but I think, <laughs> I think it's two years after this. Um just D'Angelo Russell, I don't think I think if you bring him in as a starter you'd limit your team. Yeah, yeah. So but that's why I think you get to pay thirty mil, so you have to pay him as a play him as a starter. Yeah, he should fucking grow a beard. <laughs> um, he also couldn't come to a, a contract extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Wolves. So um, yeah, he's probably just going to go into free agency anyway. So if you do trade for him, you're going to want to re-sign him. But then, do you actually want to re-sign? Yeah, D'Angelo Russell. Well, how much do you want to sign D'Angelo Russell for per year? 
20. How much? I reckon he'll get like 25. From Houston or, or something. Whoever. Whoever. whoever How yuck would that be? It'd be the... disgusting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would like him on like, yeah, 18. Even with the cap going yeah. up. Yeah. Still 18. Because he doesn't, he's not a top 15 point guard in the league. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Do you reckon? Oh, actually, he might be 15. Well, so you've got three all NBA, right? Let's say there's five point guards on that All-NBA list. Mm. And then you've got to get ten more. And then ten more are like Lamelo Ball, mm. um, Darren, yeah, Darren the, Fox. He's not the, on their level. Darius Garland's not going to make an All-NBA team. What's the level below them? Is All it D'Angelo? I don't think it's Oh, D'Angelo. below them. Nah. Oh. Well, Steph, Luca, Colonial point guard. Ja. Ja. Chris Paul, do you still reckon he's better than... Oh, yeah. Chris Paul, Lamelo, Darren Fox... Darius. Darius Garland, Trey Young. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, like, you're at, you're at eight. Yeah, and those are, like, a, so maybe, much better than... Maybe he's the 14th best point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Kyrie. Would you say Jamal Murray's a better point guard than D'Angelo yeah. Russell? Yeah. Fuck, it's getting the Kyrie... <clears throat> So he might, no, we, no. Might, we might, hey, we might, have been, about, we might about? have been, we might have been a bit hard. Oh, Halliburton. Yeah, um, Malcolm Brogdon. Drew. Drew. Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Hunter Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, Malcolm, he's, he's Malcolm. definitely in the second, the second fifteen of starting point guards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, that's that's where the line is. Yeah, but, but Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie's getting paid like eighteen. Okay, just straight up. Yeah. They're both on a million dollar, uh, hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> Oh, Spencer Dinwiddie is one of my favourite players to watch. <laughs> but just, just in answer to the question. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Easy. He had 36 <laughs> today. Luca, Luca rolled your ankle and he had 36 and they beat the Suns. Not even a question. Okay, I've got two for you. Dennis Schroeder. What? D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. D'Angelo Russell. So you're saying that the Lakers should trade for him. <laughs> oh, no, they're not even interested. Yeah. Oh, they're interested in Conley. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're both saying what? Um, Don't trade for D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, but I'd love him to go to Houston and just make that chemistry situation even worse. I was watching Houston mm. today. Fuck, it's just like um, Jared Allen would catch the ball like a big step inside the free throw line and he would just like wait for a second. The universe would pause and he'll be like, oh, no one's guarding me. And he just <laughs> took a massive power dribble and dunked it. He did that three times today. And then every single time, Shangun was just like, what the fuck, what yeah. are you doing? And then Jabari Smith was like, I'm a rookie. Mm. And then Jalen Green was like, I'm not going to put a body on him. Mm. And then, so it's like, okay, who's who's at fault here? <laughs> yeah. Because none of you stood up. And yeah. you look at any other team and almost everyone stands up. Yeah. And you want, you want your defenders to get post drives on because that means they're at least getting in the right position. Mm. No one was near the right position. Yeah. And a, a big man who shouldn't be dribbling, dribbled to a dunk. Yeah. Fuck the Houston Rockets. <laughs> um, yeah, I was watching Wizards Rockets the other day, <clears throat> and it genuinely just got to the point because they started hot and they were like in the lead for more than zero seconds, which is already <laughs> too much. But they were in the lead for like a good chunk of the game, and then there was a point where the Wizards were like, "Oh no, let's just win." Yeah. And like, if the Wizards can turn, on if, you if like they can that, turn it up, then you're fucking so trash. Um. But I, I I like that I like that they're not one of these teams that have been uh, reported by Mike Pincus on Bleacher <laughs> Report here, um, but I do like the idea e- of Eric Pincus, Mike. Oh, you've I, written Mike. I wrote the wrong thing. Oh, Eric Pincus of Bleacher <laughs> Report. Um, ah, I got him. Fuck should, should we go to the next piece? Yeah, we definitely should. Matt Ishibia. 
Ishimiya? Whatever. Yeah, we'll know him soon once he buys the fucking team. Well, he's expected to complete purchase of Phoenix Suns before the trade deadline. Uh, and that's coming from Baxter Holmes and Adrian Wojnarowski <laughs> of ESPN. This also means they get the Phoenix Mercury, yes? Yeah. Yep. Um, but this is this is key because it's happening before the deadline. Um, Matt Abisha? Does that seem right? Ishibia. It's I-S-H. Yeah. That's what's written in this one. I know, I know. I actually wrote that one right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's and that's notable because he had come in and he said, when I buy the team, I'm happy to dip into luxury tax, tax as much as possible. I'm happy to give up first round picks mm. as much as possible to, write make, this thing? to make this team win. Um, so the fact that's happening before the deadline gives James Jones just James Jones just the run to do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Um, and if you're coming into a team let's say you're a multi-billionaire who's just like, oh, well, well, I'm going to buy basketball teams and you buy a team and you don't know anything about sport and you're like, hey, James Jones, tell me what's happening with the team. And mm-hmm. he goes, well, we've got this kid called Devin. Oh, he's a superstar. He's going to bring us to the playoffs for the next five years. We've got this kid called DeAndre Aiden who we just absolutely cucked him in free agency. But him, Mikhail, and this old man, we're just going to be in the playoffs for the next five years. How cool is that? And he goes, oh, okay, well, what, what about any negative assets? He goes, oh, there's this, there's this power forward who we're paying $10 million a year. He's just at home playing 2K. Mm. It's like, oh, why is that? And he goes, oh, because he, he wanted to start, but someone mm. was better than him. And he goes, oh, can we fucking do something about that? Mm. So hopefully they just actually do something about it. Hundo, I reckon um, if you're a fucking billionaire, man, I think as a, as a you know... <laughs> as a thousandaire. As, a, as an aspiring billionaire. <laughs> as a person... You get a new toy. You're playing with it straight yeah, away. Yeah. New owner syndrome. Yeah, a hundred percent. That if if I think it's in the league's best interest. I think it's in viewers' best interest that this does get done by the yeah. trade deadline. Um, yeah, just just so everyone can like welcome him in a positive light. Be like, yeah. oh, we've got this new owner. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Oh, he just made the team better. Yeah. And there'll definitely be, I reckon, a short term win for the Suns in him taking over his owner mm. I don't know if it'll be a long term win mm. but I think definitely at the very least be a short term win and be fucking better as better as a viewer it's mm. paying mm. hard earned money for the worst product in the world <laughs> NBA League Pass <laughs> next piece next piece we're straight into the next piece of news is this the last <clears throat> one this is the last piece of news so so you all might have heard Bob Meyer's contract discussions still ongoing other teams are getting interested and this is coming from Anthony Slater Marcus Thompson and The Athletic. No, just getting from The Athletic. Um, now, it also says here, Myers wants to be the highest paid executive in the NBA. The Clippers, yet again, the Suns, the Knicks, and the Wizards have expressed interest through the report if Myers becomes available. And we've got another dot point here <laughs> saying that this could be manoeuvring by Myers in his camp to show that he could go. Now, Sean, I'll let you take this one as the uh, resident Wizards fan. Warriors fan. Um... So I remember back to 2017 free agency when Andre Iguodala became yeah, a free agent. Yeah, you were looking agent. for a new basketball team when you picked the Warriors. <laughs> when Andre Iguodala became a free agent, um, he had an interview with the Sacramento Kings, Houston Rockets, and the Golden State Warriors. And then the Golden State Warriors were like, we're going to give you $30 million across three years or four years. And he said, no, I want more. And then the Kings said, we'll sign you to three for 48 or four for 48 and he goes yeah that's what I want to do so he signed like he had committed verbally committed because he wasn't a restricted free agent he had verbally committed to be with the Sacramento Kings and I thought to myself what the fuck 
this dude's been with us through titles. This dude, like, helped us, like, become a championship team. He's been with us through, like, the growth. Why the fuck's he just cashing out? Like, mm. that's so selfish. And then, then <clears> like, within hours, all of a sudden the Warriors were like, oh, we're going to do the exact same thing. $48 million, come on, Igor. Oh, like, we never mm. even had any bad blood. Um, I reckon it's just maneuvering because, like, Bob Myers deserves to be the best GM and he deserves to be the, the highest paid GM even if he never does anything good ever again, just for in the past. It's like, just just do it. You know that he can put together a championship-level team. And whether that be inheriting Steph Curry and just, like, you know, putting together a team with Iguodala and have Harry Barnes and, and trust Jermon Green and, and bring in the right guy and Steve Kerr. But for... That's a lot of moves. That's a lot of moves, <laughs> but also just last year, bringing in Gary Payton to... <laughs> Otto Porter Jr. Um, and having Damian Lee there. It's like they actually put together a championship roster around the core that they have. So, yeah, keep doing it um, and just pay him. And if he does go anywhere, I think that would be so much fun. Like, I actually wouldn't even be mad. Like, if he goes to the Wizards and the Wizards are just like, hey, we're, we're going to pay you the highest salary out of any GM. Like, a little bit like what um, Minnesota did with Tim Connolly and just say, hey... Look how well that ended. And look how well that ended. But just go, oh, fuck, just do it. Like, just just make us make us good. We're, we're ready to commit. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, in, in t- as someone who just loves watching my league, uh, playing my league on, on NBA 2K, just give them the keys to a franchise mm-hmm. and make it better. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards have uh, attached their name to first Kevin Durant, then Masai Jiri, now... Bob Myers. I don't know if any of them attach their names to us, though. Um, and I do. I agree. I think this is just completely maneuvering for the, um, for the for the fucking biggest bag possible. Uh, I think that maybe that's the only bad thing. I think that if you are the Warriors, it's like who else is signing? Like yeah. what, what fucking. He's so a part of this team that like Masai Ujiri was with the Raptors when they won the ring. Bob Myers is mm. through this whole thing. Mm. Which other decision maker? Like Pat Riley, Danny Ainge. But like, even still, that's just like a legacy thing more yeah, than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. No one's saying John Horst. Who? Who's that? Is that the Bucks? Bucks, yeah. Yeah, sick. That's actually the first time I've heard his name. Like, there's Double no... check that, though. Ah, internet yeah. Wi-Fi is not working. But fucking, you get my point. Yeah, who's who's the name? Yeah, who's yeah. the name connected? Yeah, like, he's one of the few names that casuals know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's just the person you keep on the team. And like, yeah, where else Where else are you going? Who else? Who are you going to bring in? Yeah, this... Oh, no, you just... You promote the fucking owner's son. Yeah. It is John Horst. God, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, you promote the owner's son, uh, which sucks. Yeah. Kirk like it. Yeah, so I just think... I, I, but honestly, of these teams listed, I would love to see him with the Clippers. I yeah, like the but idea I, What's for that? The Clippers already have... Again, I can't remember his name. But Jerry Clip- West? No, no, he's a consultant. Um, what did he, but he, did he not go as like Pogo or GM? No, no, he went there as a consultant because he was Damn. with Golden State and yeah. then he um, he went there as a as a consultant to get paid more by the Clippers. Yeah. is Was was Jerry West like the fucking guy behind the scenes actually calling all the shots? Was that the thing with the Warriors? That was a bit of a narrative. Uh, no, it was just that one decision, the trading Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. That was that was like, he, again, he's a consultant, so he's just got a voice in the room. Mm. Um, but that's got to be the best gig. He gets paid multi-million dollars mm. and he just sits there and if he says something wrong, he goes, well, I'm just a consultant. But if he says something right, people like Lucas Petridis go, oh, wasn't he like the guy called the shots? <laughs> <laughs> like, what a fucking gig. Oh, that's so meta. <laughs> um, what? Wait, he said don't trade Kevin... Uh, Clay, Clay, Clay Thompson for Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Yeah, he Damn. said. He said, if you trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love, I'll resign. 
because he says wow. you can't break up that good a shooting backcourt. Damn, good call. Yeah, and that was in like 2013. Mm. I wanted to do it at the time. Mm. I also wanted us to sign Stan Van Gundy because I thought we hey. could, I thought we could use Bogut more as a passer. Turns out you could just do that with another coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, good good basketball mind though. Bogut is a good passer. Was that the same? Was that when you got Steve Kerr? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steve Kerr. Oh, thank God you didn't get Sam Gundy. Well, Steve Kerr was tossing up between um, Phil Jackson and the New York Knicks and mm. Golden State, and then um, he was gonna he was gonna sign with um, he was gonna sign with the Knicks. They were the favorite, and then he spoke to the San Francisco 49ers coach. I think no, someone who knows more about football is gonna correct me, but I think his name. <laughs> oh, was... I thought that was the fucking G League team. Oh, that's nah, the Santa nah, Cruz Warriors. Yeah, it's yeah. like the the other the other code. There's like, <laughs> oh, what's the one guy Michael Hunt plays for? It's like Pete Carroll. I think he's I, like a I Philly. I don't know, man. Alessio Conte uh, Art is gonna is gonna fucking tell me what it mm. is. I think he's the Philadelphia Eagles coach. You could which say is anything. a football team. You could say anything. Right but now. Um, he spoke to him and he just talked about like building your legacy as a coach and having it be all you that you've come into the situation with a bunch of unknown humans and you've shaped them to do like. To, to be a, to be to be a title contender, mm. um, and he heard that one sort of wanted to come away from Phil Jackson's shadow because he had been under Pop Shadow in San Antonio, um, tried the GM thing for Phoenix, and then was just like, okay, maybe I do need to do my own thing instead of being with people that I've been with in the past, being Phil Jackson, and then that was one of the reasons that led him to be with um, with Golden State. Yeah. For the third time in a row, I'm going to ask you: Would you like to read the Victory Machine um, by Ethan Sherwood Strauss, a book about the rise of the Golden State Warriors? I'm going to have to get back to you. <laughs> um, you know what I love about Steve Kerr and just fucking any anyone that's been a media member. His son's called Nick. <laughs> anyone that's been a media member and then has become a head coach. Yeah. It's like they're just nice. But it's just like, imagine how fucking, how much more stressful your job would get going from being a media member to being a head coach in the NBA. Like, how many times did Steve Kerr get a technical foul when he was a media member? He was just chilling. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. such a good game caller as well. And, like, his insights were really good. Mm. But then to go from that, how does that possibly prepare you for being a head coach yeah, in the yeah, NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always I, find that so I don't think it prepares you for anything. I always find that weird where it's like, listen to Mark Jackson talk. I'm like, how the fuck are you a coach? Oh, dude, I, I, I remember... <clears throat> um, Mike Breen was on the Bill Simmons podcast uh, a while ago and he was talking about his first ever NBA finals gig because yeah. he works for a national uh, what ESPN I, yeah. maybe he, you know he does multiple sports this is going to sound super stupid but you know he does like football and stuff I did I actually didn't yeah because yeah. He, he's also the Knicks home commentator yeah yeah which yeah. is fucking wild to me. <laughs> but he was talking about how when he was um, when he had his first finals gig they tell you to just dumb it down for the finals, yeah, and I'm assu- okay. I'm assuming that's what they would be telling Mark Jackson to for do. For ESPN yeah. games, I think that that's what. Yeah, nationally televised games are like you have to talk as if people don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brings me back to my favorite take of my own. But the NBA is not about basketball fans; it's about prospective basketball fans. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so how do we get there? Uh, I think we just say goodbye. No, no. How did we get there? Oh, Bob Myers. Uh, oh yeah, Bob Myers. How did we get there? <laughs> <laughs> Bob Myers tickling the ovaries. Oh, I had something else I wanted to say. I just absolutely am gonna. F- I'm gonna be so mad when I text when I text the group chat later, or even just. You did you. that last time two weeks ago. You're like, oh, I had this sick take. Which one was it? Let's say it live on air. Can't remember. Um, that's your job. Yeah, it is, isn't it? 
All right, well... Did you, did you like my take last week where I said my car, a bit like the um, Italian international striker, is Immobile? Yeah, yeah, because that's one of the only soccer f- players I actually know. That's my fucking guy right there. That's one of the few soccer players I know. Yeah, Ciro. <laughs> huh? That's his first name. Oh, no shit. <laughs> uh, I just know anyone that had, like, over 92 pace in, like, the <laughs> FIFA 16 to 19 realm. Um, oh, okay, I'm a bit late. <laughs> yeah, no, you are. Should we wrap up my back edit? Yeah, no worries. Um, I should have given you the nice seat. Thanks so much for coming on the Deep Town BA podcast. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having it's me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you soon. Now, I just want to. Well, I think the episode will be done by now, but in case you keep the in the edit, <laughs> this is where we stopped the first time. Oh, cool. Um, so I don't know if that's going to cook it. We were over the moon when we first heard that the NBA was going to be televised on Australian free-to-air TV in the 2019-20 season. It didn't exactly go swimmingly with the nasty cough halting the season and games getting cancelled left, right and centre, but it was a huge step and an exciting one for basketball fans all across the country. Better yet, it wasn't a commercial channel cashing in on some basketball nerds like us. It was SBS, one of our public broadcasters. Unfortunately, the NBA wasn't the only thing SBS was pushing last season. They also ran advertisements from Sportsbet, Ladbroke, Bet365, BetEasy and Neds, some of the biggest sports betting companies in Australia. In a one step forwards, two steps backwards move, SBS has dropped the ball here. As a public broadcaster, SBS plays a key role in providing relevant, culturally appropriate health information to local communities. The last thing SBS should be doing is offering a platform for gambling companies during the most financially unstable time in recent memory. This past year, men aged 18 to 24 made up 79% of new gambling account holders with increased median spending and frequency of bets. This is the last thing we should be spending our money on given the financial uncertainty that comes with the pandemic. During COVID lockdowns, wagering companies spent more money on advertising and incentives to gamble and it worked. SBS needs to hear from viewers that gambling ad revenue isn't worth the harm it causes. Call on the SBS chair, George Savitas, to put community health ahead of gambling revenue by signing the petition at www.endgamblingads.org.au forward slash get gambling off SBS with hyphens in between.